How's it going, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Alonzi Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and today, I'm really, really excited because we have another person from Old Blighty here with me today. But it's also someone that I've been trying to get on for ages. Um, finally, have the you know the privilege of doing it, and it is that man and his manga. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, but as I said, I'm um, a bit of backstory. Obviously, me and you've known each other. Well, known of each other for a while. And we've, we've talked yeah. for a while, but um, you were literally the first person um, out of the UK, especially um, mm-hmm. that I spoke to when it came to me starting Mangachu back in April. Um, so it's been quite nice to kind of go full circle and get get you on. Um, yeah. I mean, although leaving it to last was bad. <laughs> That's probably my fault for actually somehow not owning a webcam, even though I do plenty of videos. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like the simplistic stuff that you like, you know, we got down. But um, I'm glad that you go on because obviously you don't do a lot of this stuff. Obviously, you, mm-hmm. you, you put out probably, you know, you're one of the people, the more active people when it comes out to putting videos and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, in terms of doing kind of um, like podcasts and stuff like that, it's not something that you've really done. So I know that no. myself and a lot of other people are kind of looking forward to going interactive with you, should we say. <laughs> um, so what I thought of probably best place to start as always is just kind of like learn a bit about the backstory of you. So like, um, how did you get into anime and manga? Which came first? Um, yeah. So I'm one of these people who got into anime and manga. Well, I got into anime late 90s. I'm like the the whole Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, um, Yu-Gi-Oh, Metabots, Monster Rancher, I can remember, Tenshi Muyo and Gundam kind of area. And I got into anime first. I started picking up titles like uh, Love Hina and... Full Metal Panic around early 2000s. And it was a game for the PlayStation 1 called Genso Suikoden. Now, I had Genso Suikoden 1 and 2. And I think for the PlayStation 2 at the time, 2002, 2003, they were releasing part four. I hadn't read part three, but when I looked on Amazon, they had the manga for part three. So I was just like, oh, I'll try this out. And this is when Tokyo Pop was like up and coming and still relevant. And I was like, you know what? This is quite good. And then they had all of these. Um, this was when Viz was kind of starting releasing like Yu-Gi-Oh, Naruto, One Piece, um, Bleach, a lot of like the shonens that are now like over like 90 volumes and stuff like that. But like this was when they were on like volume two and i was just like oh well i'll try some of these because i like this and then i was just like i had all of this disposable income and i was just like oh well i'm just gonna buy manga and at the time i was collecting manga and i was just buying literally anything i could say anything shonen jump i would just buy it and then there was titles like death note eye shield 21 that came out and then all of a sudden i just kind of went you know what I'm not reading these. I've just got these stacks and stacks and stacks of manga. And I was just like, I, I grew distant with it all. I think I got into Doctor Who at this like, doctor buying Doctor Who stuff or something at the same time. And then I kind of just stopped buying stuff. And then a few years ago, I was just kind of like, I think I donated a lot of the manga and stuff like that. I had to like libraries. And I was like, oh, I fancy reading. I can't remember what the title was. I think it might have been like, 
water mode or Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid or something where I kind of really enjoyed the anime and I was just like, oh, I'll buy the manga. And then I was just like, it started and I just bought everything I could again. <laughs> so do you think that you kind of went for a little bit of a kind of, you went for a bit of a burnout phase for a second then back then? I, I think the problem was, was that a lot of the Shonen Jump titles, I kind of like, like Bleach, I kind of got so far and I was just like, oh, I'm not really enjoying this. And the biggest thing for me was that I, um, I got made redundant and I realised I couldn't afford to just buy 10 volumes of manga a month. I had to go down to maybe one or two. And I still kept up buying the Japanese versions of One Piece because at the time you could get two volumes of the Japanese one and for the same price as an English one. And I'm not going to lie, I was using the whole scanlations or whatever at the time because i was like well i'm buying it there yeah. i don't really yeah. care um but yeah i think it definitely was the whole burnout but it's like really if you can't have the money you don't have the money i shouldn't really be buying manga you know what i mean do you think that um once you started kind of like toning it down a little bit and you were like having to prioritize okay if i'm only able to get a certain amount that you were kind of like probably curating a nicer and something that you were like appreciating a little bit more and enjoying more yeah i mean I can't even remember how long it was. It was probably about four or five years where I just genuinely just didn't buy anything. And even this, this was the same with anime. I would watch every single season of anime I could. And then I just kind of stopped with that. And that was about 2002, 2000. No, what am I thinking? 2008, I think I kind of stopped. And I think it was 2013 when I, I think I was ill and I was just like, oh, I fancy watching Bleach, and I think I just watched Bleach for a few months, and then I was just like, oh, I fancy just buying some manga again, and then I just kind of started. <laughs> so do you think that, because it, it seems like um, you get passionate about things in droves, like I can see you've got a nice yeah. stack of games there as well, and obviously yeah, there's merch as well, which we'll go into, so do you feel like, it was, was manga the only real kind of one that you kind of felt that burnout with, whereas the rest you might have been more consistent with? Well, in general, I feel like I kind of go through batches where it's just kind of like, oh, this year I'll buy a load of games or the, like Doctor Who. I went, I bought like every single Doctor Who figure I could at one point. I had like every single random monster from David Tennant's era for no reason. And then I was just like, all of a sudden I just kind of went, do I really need a random ood on my shelf? And I was just like, <laughs> no, I'll get rid of these. And then I was buying them. Um, I think I had all of like the classic Doctor DVDs. And I think all of a sudden I just kind of went, no, I'm not fussed about watching. I'm never going to watch most of these again. And I, there was like the big Finnish Doctor Who audio dramas. And I think it was just something like the thing is, like when you're unemployed, you, you try and find stuff to keep your time going yeah absolutely like, the, while you obviously you're searching for jobs you can I, I would i would sit there listen to an audio drama because it would take like three hours to get through one and i would sit and listen to it then i would listen to it again in two or three weeks or something because it was something big in content and i think that was one of the reasons why i got back into anime because i was like oh i can buy 56 episodes for like 10 quid this is a good bargain this can keep us going for a while and i think it's just once you start getting into buying stuff you're on that slippery slope where it's like oh these look nice together i'll buy more and then well that's the thing i think <laughs> i think you touched on something good there with the um 
the whole like uh, when you've got a lot of spare time like that people think you know you, you can't apply for jobs all day that, exactly. it, it takes up maybe maximum an hour a day or two but then for the rest of that you you can't just sit around and um people are just really really kind of good at just finding things mm-hmm. to kind of get into or like the, the time can go by so that's why people people can go and unemployed for like a whole year and the time will go by just like that because they've managed to like do stuff but then in that time it then it almost becomes a bit of an identity for them as well i think because exactly. once you started half collecting something you're kind of in a position where you're like uh, especially if something is technically not that valuable you can't get rid mm-hmm. of it and then you're like well i've got half of it now so you end up doubling down and also which i find funny is like people manage to always find, even if you don't have money people will find a way when it's something that they're really like if they're super passionate about they'll wrangle a you know a couple of quid here and there up to be yeah. able to get whatever it is um when it comes to like collecting then so was it just manga that you were primarily started collecting were you into anime collecting at all was that just purely online do you think i think i kind of went into anime collecting before i went into the manga collecting like for me this whole manga collecting is still more of a a more recent thing because i mean i've always been buying the one piece volumes i mean i can't even i think i'm kind of like 10 volumes behind or something on the japanese one piece ones i was always buying them but i basically curated all of the manga i had and got rid of a lot of them like a lot of the shonen jump stuff kind of just went because i was like i don't need 25 volumes of bleach um titles like i had completed for example i shield 21 or uh love hina where i was like oh i love these series i'll go back and i'll read them again i kept them and they're all in storage somewhere but like i don't know i think i feel like once once you start this whole collecting you kind of like you feel like you either need to complete it or you kind of look at it and just like, well, I spent 200 quid on this. Um, I'm going to have to make use of it. Yeah, I think um, for, for me personally, only doing it for a while, I think I'm glad I've quickly learned it, but I feel like um, what happens is a lot of everyone starts just going, I'm just going to buy fucking everything, no matter mm. what it is, because especially if it's cheap as well, because manga can be quite cheap, especially for like used books and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you can just go through like, I just want to like get everything, get everything. But then um, when you start to realize kind of what you're spending and then what you're actually reading as well, like you said, exactly. especially with the Shonen Jump stuff, um, I feel like maybe for every one gem, there's like three shite ones maybe, or ones that you're just yeah. not as interested in. And now, uh, we'll, we'll go over to digital because I, I think you're a big point for it but especially now with like the Shonen Jump app as well with the insane value that it gives you um, I think it is, it is it kind of incentivizes collectors to really just collect the gems or the things that they really want or maybe obviously like non-Shonen Jump titles how mm-hmm. did that kind of when did you start reading digitally and then like kind of like how big of, a, of an impact do you think it had to you collecting stuff so for me, with digital, uh, I'm, I'm actually trying to think of how I kind of got into it. I think I was, I think it was something like cells at work or something where I was like, I really wanted to read it, but the volumes were like ten pound digital um, physically, and I think Kadansha had a sale on, so they were like two ninety nine each or something like ridiculously cheap. So I was just like, oh well, for the price of less less than two volumes, I can get the entire of cells at work. And I think there was other titles like Seven Deadly Sins where I was just like, they're so long. And I was just like, 
I can't justify spending £10 or £7 or however much it is per volume when I can get two volumes for the same price, not have the worry of the whole space and essentially get the same quality. Now, at the moment for me, I'm kind of rapidly running out of space on what I've got for manga. So now like anything that's brand new coming out, I'm now looking at seeing can I just buy this digitally? Um, if it's someone that I absolutely adore, like for example, um, the author of Prison School's got a new series coming out. I was just like, well, I love Prison School. I'm happy to buy that, or maybe a light novel. But now I'm kind of just seeing, well, look, it's about the same price. Sometimes you can get them a little bit cheaper digitally. There's no valid reason for me to ever buy them physically because as as nice as the look. I'm kind of like, well, they just look nice on a shelf, really, you know what I mean? And it's like, for me, my choice has always been the figures are the thing that looks nice on my shelf. It's not so much the manga. Um, and my manga is stored away in a closet because that's where it goes. So well, I think it's of... once you know that there's an alternative as well, like with yeah. like T-shirts, any kind of merch, anything like that, you can't. there's no alternative. You can't go to a concert and download a T-shirt. Exactly, so, but when you're aware that there is an alternative and you're aware of the pros of it, yeah, I think you have to then kind of convince yourself when you want to buy it. And if that's mm. the case, would you would you make the argument that that maybe it's more of a compulsive thing collecting them? Because even though you should, you would be aware, like, okay, I've got a tablet, I know I can get it for cheaper, or I've got a subscription for it anyway. I'm getting the exact same thing, but I'm yeah. going to spend more, take up more. Um, so now with digital to come in, do you think maybe now we're starting to see more of when it's a personal, like maybe compulsion buying rather than anything else? I I still think the compulsion's all there because I mean we see a lot of people. I know I know a lot of people have probably said overall that people buy stuff for these collection videos and stuff like that. I feel like it's compulsive that people will buy it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, sometimes I'll go on the Kadansha sales and I'll just buy two or three volumes of something because it's just like, it's so cheap that it's just like, well, mm. I can afford it. And um, for example, Bookwalker had a 50% coin back sale last week and I was just like, I had a basket full of about five or six light novels and I was just like, oh, I'll buy these. And I was just like, hang on, I've got tons and tons of light novels i've not read as digital i was like i'll hold off them i'll not i'll not buy them and it's it's one of those things that i feel that even digital is still going to have the whole compulsive buy-in because people are just going to be like well it's only four quid and what people don't realize is that four quid yeah you might only spend it once or twice a week but that's still maybe 20 30 quid a month which is kind of like you've maybe sunk on stuff that you're don't particularly need or you're not you're maybe not even going to read because it's just like well, no, what, I agree. it's cheap well especially when um if it's something say so it's like four quid on comiXology or something like that um you would have to buy quite a few at that price for it to make a major difference really because yeah. you can look at like most shonen jump titles each volume is probably about five to six pounds on amazon including yeah. shipping now anyway so i think it's like do you think that maybe digital needs to come down in price for, to, for it to avert that but then at the same time that's they practically be giving it away for free at that point so it's yeah. it's a difficult place especially now with viz kind of doing this thing with their or shonen jump doing their thing with their rap because that kind of feels like 
I, I did a, a, a poll the other day on Twitter and, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, imagine if there was this Netflix for every publisher under the house, well, most of them anyway, and a majority of people said less than $5 a month they would pay for all of that. So you included Shonen Jump plus Dark Horse, Kodansha, Yen Press, everything. I kind of feel like when the biggest kind of, uh, the biggest person in the market kind of mm-hmm. puts it at such a low price, it would be hard to go up from that yeah. too much high because they've kind of like climatized everyone to to do that so what do you kind of think is gonna like what where do you see if we have this conversation in five years time would you where do you kind of see the climate then i i genuinely think most new people who are getting into it are gonna go more for digital um the reason being i mean to be honest digital is kind of weird because it's like everybody seems to know about the shonen jump app and everybody will go for the shonen jump app but most people don't really know about Bookwalker and Comicsology. Um, maybe it's because it's not as brought up as much. Or, uh, for example, Kadansha doesn't seem to have, or doesn't often have the titles that everybody's aware of. Sure, right. but like Attack on Titan, Cells at Work, or Seven Deadly Sins. But then for every one of them, there's like stuff like Space Brothers or Tokyo Revengers, where they're kind of just like they'll slip through the cracks. So as people, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of like. I still feel there always will be the market for physical, but I feel that the other companies need to kind of step up a little bit more to do more for the digital side of things. Um, do you think it's a lack of like big licenses, like you said, like because when you think about like say because Attack on Titan, I don't think it's going to be around for too much longer. Once that's wrapped exactly. up, that's a big problem for them. Um, yeah, obviously, Shonen Jump has. You know the biggest demographic. Well, is it demographic? Whatever you say, it is that the largest? You know, slice of the, the pie. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the biggest monopoly, and you even if you don't have One Piece, you've got Demon Slayer, you've got Doctor mm. Stone, you've got all these like kind of big hitters. Whereas, yeah, uh, even Dark Horse do have those, but mm. again, they're not primarily a manga based company. So, um, yeah, do you I feel mean... like it's more you need those headliners to be able to do that, and or, or do you think it's maybe because it's a sh- it's a subscription based service as opposed to individually buying things, like even with Comicsology being cheap or whatever, yeah. people are more drawn to their. So. I think it's a subscription. I mean, really, I mean, the end of the day, I mean, the way I sell Sean and Jump is that you see it. Well, you get your One Piece, you get your Doctor Stone, you get your My Hero Academia, you get your Naruto. And then you get all of this massive backlog where like people are just like, oh, well, I only really want to read My Hero Academia, but I'll buy this up because it's like I might as well try out One Piece or Naruto. Whereas other ones where, for example, if you buy and see Attack on Titan digitally, you're not necessarily going to look up um, see cells at work or you're not going to look up most of the others because you don't have that incentive to. I mean, you might say, oh, well, I enjoyed it. I might buy volume one. But there's a lot of great content, especially in um, Kadansha and Yen Press, where they just get so overlooked because people just don't know about them. And I think a lot of this comes down to the anime adaptations. A lot of people don't watch much else apart from My Hero Academia or Kimetsu no Yaiba. So this is why these these titles are so overwhelmingly popular and people just go, well, I'll buy the Shonen Jump app. I'll not bother looking at elsewhere because right. it's got everything that I currently like. And it then divulges because people are just like, well, I like 
commits and all and this is this is what happened with me because i was just like with sean and jump i was just like i used to buy stuff just because i had sean and jump because i was like well i like one piece so i'm probably gonna like this because it's also on sean and mm-hmm. jump and i think this is how this whole thing happens this just gets a bigger bigger piece of the pie whereas everyone else is kind of like the only people who are going to buy them are the people who are actively looking for these titles and I think as well, if you're if you've got a subscription based service and you're already paying it, it's kinda of like Netflix, you're more likely to check out something. So like exactly. like, like uh was it Spy Family that started recently? I think yeah. because it's free, people go, I'll check it out. Whereas if you're on a website where you are paying even if it is a discounted price, mm-hmm. um, you're not really gonna bother looking for stuff. And then if say even Technically, one ninety nine is an abs- It is one ninety nine here, isn't it? It's something like that, or two ninety nine, yeah, whatever it it's is. Like one about fifty or something. Yeah, it's something absolutely more. crazy. So then, when you think about um, the fan base that you can get, say, because I know Hunter uh, Spy is it Spy Family, sorry, is just it's getting a physical now. Mm-hmm. Um, but had that have been something that was released on a platform that was not a subscription based service, I don't know whether it would have had the traction from those early chapters to go on for them to go right. We'll actually start, yeah, putting this out in physical. See, Spy Family is kind of like a weird situation because like, the only reason I knew of it was because the online community was going absolutely mental because I think it sold, like, was it like 2 million copies or something like for its first volume, which was like something like really like obscure for a title that doesn't even have an anime adaptation. I think it only at that point, it only had like eight chapters and it sold like ridiculous amounts. So, I mean, I got into Spy Family because I'd heard that much buzz, but there's other titles where, like, especially Kodansha, Kodansha is so weird where they're just like, they'll just go, oh, this is a good title, and everybody will go, yay, it's out, and then they're just like, oh, but we're not releasing it in physical, it's just a digital one. People are like, oh, well, I want the physical version. I'm like, eh, well, you're still getting it. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of like, I've yeah, I mean, that, that's a weird thing to think about, really, when you think, because um, I know, like, there's big problems with that especially with like shoujo and stuff like yeah. that they, they have that problem um but i think the digital especially nowadays with digital it's got to be the platform to jump up to physical but if it doesn't mm. make that that jump in popularity it's like i don't really know if they're judging it off like analytics of like how many people are like reading this before they do yeah. it i don't know how that they judge it but i definitely think that digital is probably the most influential thing when it comes to anything with manga nowadays yeah. obviously you've got your outsiders like one piece has that built-in fan base pre-digital mm-hmm. um and stuff like that um but what what i'd like to do is probably touch on um stuff that you can't get digitally which is yeah. merchandise and um when you first started youtube did you was it mainly about the merchandise or was it mainly about the anime and manga so this is like the, the channel i've got currently is my second channel because it was probably about 10 11 years ago i had a really old channel and all i used to do get a video camera set it on a shelf and i used to record me playing games and that eventually spun into a one piece merchandise channel and this was when one piece was like in its marine ford arc it was like this was when One Piece was absolutely massive, like hugely massive in the anime and manga. It's kind of dropped down a little bit now, but it's this was when figures of One Piece, you would have to get up at three o'clock in the morning, basically camp on a website in hopes that you would get a figure. And 
I used to do videos of these unboxings and they used to people just used to go mental for them. And I just continued with that. Um as years kind of gone on, I kind of dropped off. And what was actually interesting is that I actually lost my voice completely for an entire year around 2010. I had a really bad throat infection and I couldn't do anything when it came to like videos. So that kind of just ended and that kind of ended that whole channel. And I actually use it now as a kind of a whole way of like using voice exercises. Hmm. This is why sometimes I'll do like little skits because they work as voice exercises. And before any kind of like, for example, before this, I've got to do like sometimes maybe a five minute voice exercise just to keep my voice going. Um, but then I just kept on doing it. And when I went for um, the voice therapy, they said, just keep doing it. And because obviously I was like yourself, where I was just kind of like, oh, I feel kind of nervous doing this with my family, like next door and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about this anime thing mm. because it's like, oh, it's something that maybe like if someone hears something about it, it's like, oh, might be a bit dodgy. But I always kept buying the, the anime figures and I was just like, you know what? I want to show them off. Um, and I was just like, this was always a way to do it. Uh, and realistically now, I mean, my channel has kind of turned more into the manga side of things from merch but and that's purely down to the financial side of things i still buy figures but i mean might buy maybe one or two figures a month whereas years ago like 10 years ago like half my paycheck would just go to amiyami to import stuff and it was just like it can you remember cool. what um what kind of triggered you when, when, when like when, when it was that you first started um like collecting figures and then can you remember like what it was that made you go i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing that was there like a, a particular kind of series or something or was there something that you were obsessed with at that point and that's what kind of well, the first anime figure i bought was probably a nico robin figure probably about this big or so um i'm trying to see if i've actually got on the shelf somewhere it was on the shelf <laughs> um and i just bought the i just bought these like little small figures and i was just like i started buying the more high quality ones like for example the um the portrait of pirates and these are like the the cream of the crop when it comes to one piece figures and because at the time the one piece figures the fandom was quite big you could not everybody could get them so i started doing the videos and because a lot of people seemed to enjoy them i was just like you know what We'll just continue on we'll do them and then to, it just kind of exploded from there really and um, i mean the, the thing that people always have the misconception about is that they feel like this kind of like happened overnight and i was just like no this is like coming up to 15 years worth of like purchases where you're buying sometimes two or three figures every month and it's kind right. of like I felt this. I I understand that. I mean, um, I don't have it now, but I did have about. I, I did have a retro game collection that was around mm -hmm. seven eight hundred strong, um, which I sold all before we moved here, and that was a logistical nightmare. A trip yeah. back to the post office every day, <laughs> and uh, you could become on like first name post, you know, basis with the people. But um, yeah. But sometimes, like you'd put like a picture on Instagram or whatever, and I used to have an old channel where I talked about all my retro games and stuff, mm -hmm. and people would be like, "I've just started a channel." Oh, I've just started collecting, um, like you, but I've just spent like a, I just spent like eight, nine hundred pounds in one go, and then they feel, or oh, they feel depressed because you know we we see it all the time. You've got people like Base Senpai who have these like twelve hundred strong yeah. 
collections where there's like fucking 900 different shelves but people don't realize that that is a thing that didn't happen overnight it's been a gradual thing sure they might have still been buying it at a higher rate than you but people don't realize that it's um every person's kind of like individual with that so if they kind of discover you and they just see that they want to emulate that like quite quickly right exactly i mean it's one of those especially when it comes to collection videos uh, especially like the monthly hauls and stuff like that i mean this is one of the things that kind of like i've, I've started especially over the um the last few weeks where i've seen like everybody including myself and yourself have been doing like the whole manga collection and i always see it i always find it quite amusing because i always see it like manga collection over 900 or manga collection 1500 i was just like i couldn't even tell you how many i've even got because it's like i feel like people are too obsessed with having the numbers right in the collection rather than having the collection itself and you do see it a lot of people with like new ones where they'll just be like, oh, well, everyone likes Vinland Saga, I'll buy Vinland Saga. Or everyone likes One Piece, I'm going to buy One Piece. Or everyone's thought about Naruto and My Hero Academia. And especially when it comes to like these massive long-running series, uh, they'll, like, they'll buy like the entire... I, I, I can't remember how many box sets there is. There's like three or four box sets for One Piece, I think. I think there's a fourth. Or there is going to be... Yeah, there's there's a 26. Oh, there might be a fourth soon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's free at the moment, but I've seen people just buy, like, them free box sets, then the Tokyo Ghoul box set, then, like, the Naruto box sets, and then, like, they'll start off and just go, this is my collection. It's almost like if they bought it, they've already, they already in their head have collect, they've completed it, but they haven't even opened it yet. Yeah. Like, even for, like, for me with One Piece, I'm only at volume 12. I'm taking mm. time with it. Um... But especially now with like the Shonen Jump app and stuff like that, I I don't know how because I see those people they'll do like a massive like two hundred volume haul and then it'll be like as you said Tokyo Ghoul, One Piece, Bleach and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's just like I guarantee in a year's time we'll see a collection video and it'll be like here's uh, volumes one to. I know, 48 of One Piece. I haven't read them yet, but I'm looking forward to getting around to it. But in that time, they've also bought more box sets as well. So it's yeah. like... I mean, this is because I've literally just recorded a collection video this morning. And this is like the way I tend to do my like haul videos. Anyway, I tend to do like the last half of the month before and the first half of this month. And I was kind of like, everything I've got, I was like, I haven't had a chance to read yet because... I looked at some, like, I had Golden Kamui volumes 1 to 12, and I stopped reading Golden Kamui at volume 5. So I was just like, right, I'm going to stop reading stuff to read all of this. And I was like, but I've still been buying stuff. So I was like, it hasn't worked. So now I'm still kind of behind. And it's just, it, it just kind of feels like people get in this loop of just like buying stuff to read and the worry that they're never going to have anything to read. But then they're also like, well, Beast Senpai is doing a 50 volume unboxing or so-and-so is doing a 20 volume unboxing. I need to keep up with them, but... It is the kind <laughs> of like... Um, it's it's kind of like they don't want to miss out of the Jones family or something. It's like... Yeah. I, I think especially... I don't... I, I think you... I guarantee if most people stopped collecting, it'd be like uh, like a 
like a washout, or they would have enough supplies to keep them going for at least a year, but they don't see it like that. Yeah. Like, I think people are just kind of, they want to keep up to date. And I think, especially with the people that um, are up to date with like new series, especially, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't think I'll ever get up to date with stuff, but I know that there's people like yourself that have been around for a while that have been collecting and reading yeah. stuff. Um, and I know that there's probably some sort of like maybe communal feel of we're all experiencing this this latest thing together. And I think that's a cool yeah. thing about digital, especially like, you know, I know it could be frustrating as pros and cons of reading new chapters every week, but I can imagine, especially if you're up to date on say One Piece and everyone's reading it at the same time, that's got to be quite a cool experience, you know, like that. Honestly, it is. I mean, it, no matter which series it is, you kind of like, you'll see at like, I can't, I can't remember times like Sean, Sean Jump tends to drop like eight o'clock, nine o'clock on a night on um, Sunday night. And you'll just see it on Twitter, just the whole thing just exploding. And it's like, what people don't seem to understand, like once you're up to date on One Piece, you're constantly up to date on it. Because you'll always keep on reading it. It's the same, no matter which series it is, My Academia, um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, or Doctor Stone, or Nar- even Naruto, or Boruto, or whatever it's called. Um, once you're up to date on it, you'll always have that whole, oh, I can't wait for next week because the new chapter's coming out. And it's one of those things that people kind of don't realize. Like, going back to like a few years ago, like, because I was unemployed, like reading One Piece and reading I Shield 21 week on week was like literally the only reason I would get up some days. Hmm. It's like, and you don't realize how attached you get to these weekly series. Until... Well, because they kind of like, you have something to look forward to in a week, you know, you've yeah. got certain dates like, Oh, I used to have it. I remember I went for an unemployed thing and I'd be remember like, okay, so like massive football fans, I'd be like, okay, Saturday, three o'clock. I know that mm-hmm. I've got something to get me through the weekend and sometimes there'll be a Tuesday night game or something like that. Yeah. But then when you start collecting things as well, you kind of, you get that even more. And then I can imagine with digital, when you've got that weekly chapter and you've got other series that you can do the same thing with as well. And it's exactly. not just the one series it's crazy so i mean let's talk about like shelf space especially because when you collect more than just manga anime merch and you've got games as well or anything else as well (laughs) like you've got to put a computer on a desk or whatever it is yeah um how have you kind of felt uh, like you have to prioritize certain things you know like okay so everyone's got like a centerpiece in their room for certain things you know like you've probably got an area where your favorite certain things go or whatever Mm -hmm. um when you're collecting certain different things have you figured out like a priority system or anything like that so the way i work on it it's uh, i've got two shelves like this shelf here is like the shelf i kind of see it oh well this is like if i get a high quality figure it'll go in there for a while then after that it'll get put up above because i've got more shelves upon up on top of here so I'd say it's just kind of like once I've moved into this room, I kind of was just like, this is going here, this is going here. And I'll try and keep things like in a kind of a theme where it's like, oh, well, that's Konosuba, that's Nendroids. And I try and just see it, well, this is going to go here, this is going to go there. I, I've always, I don't know how, I'm constantly running out of shelf space, but no matter what, how much I try, if I do a little rearrange, I always manage to find more shelf space. You'll always do it. You'll <laughs> always find a way to like squeeze a bit of mileage out. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. It's like I've always found that for years. And it's one of those things that are kind of like is different when it comes to figures than it comes to manga when it comes to shelf space. Because manga, you kind of know, you, go, you kind of say, oh, well, 
I've got space for maybe two more volumes on there. Whereas figures you seem to be able to, oh, I've got four figures on there. You shuffle them around. Oh, well, there's space for like another two on there. But it's one of those weird kind of like abnormal things where it's like, for me, I always say these shelves are going to be for figures and figures only because that's kind of like where I was when I moved into this room and like manga kind of came after that, you oh, know what I mean? Good. How how are you dealing with housekeeping then? Because I imagine that's a nightmare on its own. Like, do you have to do like like it's monthly once over? Because it's um, everything in here doesn't really need cleaning because it's like it's got it's the doors on. Yeah. Mm. Um. Apart from that, I tend to just do week on week, just do different shelves, and then you just keep on top of it. Uh, this room. I'm usually in here for like an hour, two hours on a day, on like maybe an hour, half an hour in the morning, 20 minutes on the morning. So the most time this gets used is on me days off. So it's not a room that's going to accumulate loads of dust. Bedroom and stuff like that, that's where obviously the main focus is going to be because when you're living in that, like sleeping in there, that's where the dust seems there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Surprisingly manageable. Um, maybe it's just because I'm that used to it, but when it comes to like little pieces and stuff like that, that's when it kind of everything falls down and you kind of have to move everything. Or the worst is when it's kind of like something's that little bit awkward, or you you know for a fact you'll move it and then something else will fall down and then something else will fall mm. down. Like, uh, You've got to try and get it back in the exact same order you had it before to get everything exactly, to fit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, you and I are relatively, I think we're quite close in age. I'm just about to turn 29. Now. I think you're roughly the same. I'm thir- coming up to 32. 32. Okay, so it's a similar yeah. kind of time that we would have grown up in, um, especially both being in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of find growing up um, having, you know, like hobbies and being fans of things that typically, because I know from being in school, I grew up in a school with South London that, you know, if you were into... I don't know metal or you were into like anything like Yu-Gi-Oh you were just like a loser you were a nerd you were uh, like a geek or anything like that yeah how did you kind of find it because you grew up obviously in the north of England um it's pretty much the same I mean I was quite lucky in that I kind of grew up when the Pokemon craze hit so at one point like literally everybody was kind of like Pokemon 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 However, that was kind of when I went from primary school to secondary school. Right. So it's like yeah. when you went into secondary school, it was like, oh, Pokemon's lame. So it's like, it's kind of like one of those weird things. But um, I was quite lucky. I mean, everyone kind of like played games. So I, like at the time, I think I had, everyone had a PlayStation and everyone was playing like SmackDown. Um, so I got into the wrestling thing when everybody was like into wrestling. So I mean, I was quite lucky. For me, it was actually once I left school and left college and started work that I kind of felt that it was kind of that huge, massive divide in kind of like having your own interests, but being able to converse with other people. Because I mean, I went into um, the mechanic trade, so like everybody who was like. I would talk to like nobody played games because like they, they just didn't grow up with them so that was kind of the more uncomfortable part of it more than when it was like school time but um 
for me, it was like once I kind of like once Facebook and Twitter kind of popped up and say, I realized like there was an anime convention on my doorstep and stuff like that. That was when I was kind of like, oh, this thing I was kind of like kept to myself for all of these years. I'm, this is actually quite popular now. And I mean, it's that, like, that's, that's quite weird. interesting because from, from what I hear from most people, especially over here, is that. I, I was I I think I was probably around ten or eleven, whatever, like year six, like last couple mm-hmm. of years of primary school is it was like Pokemon. Go to secondary school, like year seven to like year nine, um, like Yu Gi Oh is really, really big yeah. and stuff like that. But then what happens is most people just kind of they kind of went for a like a break in that, they kind of all stopped and it wasn't until later on that kind of seed that was in their head for ages ago kind of came back. So I don't know whether there's a for me, it was definitely a resurgence in last year or so. Um, yeah. But I mean, I I definitely remember like in secondary school, it was quite difficult. I mean, I was lucky I was in a football team, so I was friends with mm-hmm. all like the cool kids. But I also I was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh. So I used to have like yeah. my 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 school bag, and then I would have like my boot bag, but I'd also have my deck in there as well. Yeah. And then I remember you'd go through the people that weren't in those like cool groups or anything like that they'd be like in the maths corridor in between like on their break playing cards and people would just like they would just get so much shit for it but then you know you'll you'll grow up and then you'll see maybe some of the people that talk shit now back then Mm -hmm. grew up and then ended up getting into certain similar stuff or uh, i know zach was telling me a story about him there was a girl that used to physically like bully him and used to like take his stuff off and throw it around and stuff like that but then she ended up adding him and now she's a cosplayer so it's like I, I feel like there is a lot of like um scenarios where that kind of stuff happened in england yeah. especially um but then it is an awkward phase when you start going into the workforce and obviously especially with like a mechanic trade it's normally an older generations kind of exactly uh, it's more of like a i want to say manly man thing but it, it's kind of got that kind of i say that's a stigma attached to that anyway but yeah um, and then you've got that but then the online community is a huge thing because then you don't you don't really need don't really need friends in real life that kind of have that exactly i mean it's like the online communities is just like one of those things i mean for me when i left college like literally i just like on a weekend i would just go i would pop into newcastle buy some manga come home literally just immerse myself in games didn't used to really bother with many people um see i, I mean for me i was quite lucky because my house would backed onto the school so when everybody used to have school dinners and stuff like that I used to be going home, so I was just like, oh, well, I'm going home, playing GTA for an hour or whatever. And so, like, people used to come to mine and just like, oh, I'm playing GTA and stuff like that. So I was kind of, like, lucky and I was kind of, like, I could, like, be able to do that. Um, I mean, my mum was, like, a childminder, so, like, I used to always be able to influence the younger generation and getting them into, like, anime and manga and stuff like that when I was kind of, like sitting at home on a lunch or like just after school and stuff like that so i was kind of like lucky in that you could kind of influence other people into getting into it but it's like it's one of those weird things is that like you don't realize how many people are into this fandom until you kind of like go to like these anime conventions and stuff like that i mean my current job it's like a year ago i was in like a back office role now i'm kind of like front office but like there's like 10 people I know I can talk to about anime and manga because it's like everyone seems to be in it, into it at the moment. I mean... Do you think a lot of that is probably down to stuff like Netflix and stuff like that? And yeah. Es- especially like with Attack on Titan, One Punch Man and stuff kind of being quite... Like when Netflix got anime, like anime is a really big part of Netflix, I think. Um, yeah. And 
with it just becoming more i don't know everyone's because even i find that even kids in like younger kids now are way more open than they were than i think when we were in school for sure yeah definitely so it, it's got to be a cultural thing right yeah i mean i mean it's it's like one of those weird things is like i was talking to um like the lad who sits next to me and his lads are like nine and ten he was like just like do you got have you got any anime recommendations the kids are getting into anime and i was just like oh nine and ten i was like um well <laughs> can't recommend your prison school but uh, <laughs> and then it's kind of like it's one of those weird things is that like this day and age like kids aren't as interested in going out and playing football and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's like i don't know much about like the, the football fandom or where it is but like i can't help but imagine that that's kind of like dipping down now while like stuff like anime and video games is kind of like possibly or more geeky stuff is kind of coming getting yeah i think we celebrate it now now online if you tweet out that like people in their bios will put like self-confessed geek and stuff like that like it's cool now to to be different or something like that and i think um like when we were kids you would go out you would play until like I mean, we had a football pitch. It didn't have any like street lamps or anything like that. So mm. you played until it got dark and then you came home and, and when the sun was, exactly. especially during the summer holidays, you were never in. But now I think that kids probably just find like they, cause they've got so much time like on mm-hmm. their computers and stuff and they don't go out. They probably just, they probably just explore and just discover things all the time. And I think that's probably that's what a, it is. It's, a, it's, it's weird as well, because I mean, like, you see, there's this whole mindset as well, because obviously a lot of, kids who grew up with like geeky stuff and now have got kids of their own so they're kind of just like oh well i don't mind them sitting there plucking themselves in front of the tv and right. watching one piece or my hero academia because that's what i was into but then it's kind of like um a lot of kids who were bullied for and were like for example if they weren't that if they were fussed about football or something they might have been bullied for playing football they're like oh well little timmy don't 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 go play football you'll, you'll be more safe in here I think it's also as well as the whole safety thing. Oh, I agree massively. It's like little Timmy sitting there playing Fortnite in front of um, the TV. You know exactly where he is and what he's up to. Um, I mean, we're not going to open that whole online kind of like vulnerability kind of thing, but it's like you know where they are. You know they're safe. You know they're not going to get hit by a car right. or whatever. And it's kind of like this seems to be like the whole mentality, like the whole shifting to. It's like I know where they are. I know they're safe kind of thing. They've they've got the friends online that's the thing they kind of they have their friends but they don't need to go out and risk their lives kind of thing whereas back in the day we would have played out and you're also you didn't have a mobile on you so your parents just had to trust that you were just around the area they'll go don't go as far as here you don't go past here but nowadays it's kind of like even with those it's kind of like well i know he's indoors kind of thing and especially I remember, like, growing up in London, we used to be, like, me and a friend, we'd grab a football, and we would go to, like, a really rough area in London near Mm -hmm. us called Brixton, and we would just go to these, like, really rough council estates, find a football pitch, and just challenge kids that we didn't know to play. Now, if, if you were a parent and your kid told you that they went to Brixton with a football and just started challenging kids, you'd lose your fucking mind. But, so, I kind of feel like it's definitely... It's got to be a generational thing because our parents, you know, were probably the last ones that will have. Well, that we would have had that, but yeah, as they said, you're more likely to as the culture changes, more likely to encourage kids to go in a different way. It was back in the day, it was a lot more outgoing. They did, or you, exactly. you had less as well. Um, but let's get into that a little bit further. So when it comes to, especially with you and YouTube, um, 
you're you're very open about you know etchy series and stuff like mm. that and getting into that and i i really appreciate that i mean it's not something that i'm personally into but i feel like it's um as i'd say is it's very kind of like um it's about as open as you can get especially when yeah. you say you find out that these these massive communities where like stuff like especially like prison school high school the dead these were like really really big series um how did you first get into that sort of stuff was there a particular series and then when did you decide to was it was there a difference in trying to like especially like if you met new people mm-hmm. and you you know were you like oh i'm into anime and manga dealing with that stereotype but then also saying i do watch that as well like was there was was that a difficulty honestly it's it's weird i mean the the title that got me into it was love hater I don't know why, how I got into it. I, I, was, I think it was like one of those titles where I just kind of like heard of it and I was just like, oh, it looks slightly etchy. And I think I was kind of like old enough to kind of appreciate it. And I was just like, I was. I think I downloaded them and I think I bought them all or something like that. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's fine. I was like, I wouldn't discuss it. The thing that changed it was when I started going to anime conventions because you go to an anime convention and there might be like a thousand people there so like-minded and you don't realize how comfortable you can get just talking about pretty much any series Mm. and it's one of those things is that like you'll you'll go online and you'll see people absolutely loving like monster musume or prison school or high school of the dead or what have you and it's just kind of like i think it's just kind of comfort i mean one of the things that i found is that i mean i do the hentai panel for sunnycon and like it's scary because like i did it as a joke the first year i did it as a joke because it was just like oh we're gonna do it we'll we'll put we'll put some funny pictures on and we'll laugh that room filled out like literally there was like probably about 200 people in the room now it's kind of like people say they only go to the convention for that panel because it's just like so stupid and people are just like hey i can't talk about it otherwise it's just like i'll just come here and like it's weird because i'll finish it and people just come up and just like what do you think of this one i was just like i haven't watched it (laughs) i think see i think that i mean personally i think that sounds fucking brilliant i mean the fact that i reckon that the kind of connections and friendships that you'll make through stuff like that you've already kind of comfortable straight off the bat it sounds like you can talk about anything whereas i feel like with a lot of people they probably have um you know kind of they're a bit self-conscious about it but then at the end of the day the porn industry is way weirder it's way over the top in certain areas and it's it's the it's so incredibly popular i mean it's like things get views beyond belief over there so it's like you're separating them just by animation almost so i've i've always kind of found it confusing um how people can like differentiate because but like even sometimes like i've got old school mates that like they just watch football go down the pub and stuff like that and and I'll just be like, they'll be like, oh, you, you coming online for a game Rocket League? I'm like, oh, no, I'm watching, like, this anime. And they'll be like, oh, is that the, is that all that, like, weird, like, octopus shit? And it's just like, <laughs> well, no, that's what you've made up. But then at the same time, I know the shit that that guy gets up to in his personal life and the sort of stuff that he would watch on, say, Pornhub or whatever. And it's just like, I just, I've always just found a massive contradiction between the two. So especially when you've kind of been so outspoken about it like have you ever had to like kind of deal with that at all well one of because i've got a t-shirt which people have seen in my reviews i literally just says hentai that age-old story of girl meets octopus i wear that at work 
<laughs> and my logic is that people who actually know what I'm on about know what I'm on about. So they're yeah. either going to be like, they that either just like they don't care, they don't understand it, or they're too embarrassed to see it. But the problem is, as soon as they see a something, they know that I know what they're on about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like the whole logic because it's like, I mean, it's one of those things I always find it like you will see people who pretend they don't know what the what they're talking about. They'll just be like, oh, for example, there's a lad who sits opposite me and he's, he's like, he likes Attack on Titan, he likes Death Note, he likes Berserk, he likes all of the adult like kind of like um, anime and manga, like all of the, the proper ones where he's kind of like, you'll see that people get into it and it's just like, I only like serious, serious manga. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, they'll, they'll go over and say, have you, have you heard of that, um, that manga? And you just go, it's like, oh, what manga are you doing? You know, the, the one about the, um, you know, the monsters. And it's like, monsters? And they, you know, the monster girl one. What do you call it? And then they'll just go, monster girl. And then they'll just go, and they'll just start rattling. They'll just go, oh, monster must be. And then it's just like, have you seen it? And then they'll just kind of like vaguely, Tell you mm. the entire plot and the favorite character. <laughs> it's like, well, you you know exactly you knew what the whole time what it was. Yeah, yeah but I, I love it when people kind of do that because they kind of just like they try and hide that the note just to try and kind of get the feelers out, and then once you just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just like the, the like. I think it's, it's probably an awesome thing because they kind of get that when, so they're probably in the phase where they're just kind of like still kind of embarrassed about it. and then if they kind of like they, they start saying that and you're like oh yeah it's this nothing they're probably like oh you know like and then it's yeah. it's good for them in a way and then their confidence like exactly i mean there's one lad we, we see him on like the train every now and again and he'll come on and he'll just go he like because i've got one of these itter bags you know where they've got the key rings on and stuff like that it's like and i've got like girls and panzer and stuff like that on and he'll look at he, he came on the, the metro and he looked at it and he was just like i recognize that series i don't know what it's called have you heard of Girls and Panzer? It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's the series. <laughs> and so, and so I, I love it when you kind of see those people where they just kind of like, they get the feelers out just to kind of like have that interaction because they've probably never had an interaction right. with somebody else about that particular series. But they kind of enjoy it and they're just kind of like, I mean, I was the same. When I first went to the anime thing, I was just like, never going to never gonna cosplay I'm going for a laugh kind of thing. I'm just going to go play on games or whatever. And I, I think I went, and I think the very next time I went, I was just like, oh, I've got a full Phoenix Wright cosplay now. And everyone's kind of like, it's like one of those things that like once you kind of open yourself up, you realise how like everyone will just talk you talk your ear off about the favourite series and stuff like that. And right, and I, I think as well, especially now with um, YouTube and stuff like that, it's only going to get more and more like that. I mean, yeah. There, there will be more people that will watch channels like yours. Obviously, you don't just primarily cover that, but it is a mm. part of your channel. People will see that. They get influenced. They start reading more of it. They get into it. Who knows? One or two out of the ten might start a channel. It grows. More people see it. It kind of has this, like, like kind of uh, this psycho. Uh, psycho? <laughs> this cycle. <laughs> um, but, I mean, let's talk about your channel because, um, like, your channel has grown loads lately. Like, it kind of just went... Yeah, um, I, I, I'd say it, it's so weird because like over the last year, I've tried to like change the channel because originally I was I was that man and his merch, and then I kind of was like, well, I'm not making any money off this, 
Um, it's a hobby. It probably always will be. And I was just like, well, I'm going to tone back a little bit on the merch. And then I was just like, well, I'm going to start doing little bits of manga and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, I just kind of like, I don't know what happened. It just kind of just went, woo, like that. And I was just like, I genuinely have no idea how it happened because it was just like, I didn't think I was doing anything different. But then I kind of looked at what I did um nearly two years ago when I started covering manga and I was just like oh yeah I've I've actually improved so I was like it's probably just one of those weird things but it's like I mean I'm the way I kind of look at it is that I kind of like to do different things whereas I feel like sometimes you just see like channels where it's literally just manga halls manga hall manga hall and it's kind of like I, I tend to I like to have a little discussion about a title that maybe doesn't get as much love as others should. Um, I mean, at the moment, one of the things I've kind of wanted to look into is look at more of the history of manga, because I don't see it happen very often. Um, you don't, you see, like people say, "Oh, well, this manga it's got ten volumes and it's about this," and I'm kind of like, "Oh, yeah, cool." But why did the manga happen? And that's kind of what I'm trying to start and look into more of, kind of. The method behind the madness kind of thing but yeah my channel's weird because i don't have a clue what i'm doing and <laughs> well, what do you think it is because obviously like um i think i can't remember actually like where you were in your youtube um kind of progress when we first met um 200 not even 200 maybe 250 or something like that and it's like but then also you said that you had been covering it for quite a while prior to that so it's yeah. really something has happened this year do you think it's a case of networking do you think it's a case of content was it just because you changed the name like what do you think it was i think it's all of it i mean i obviously i do obviously we do have this community now which up until april last year i didn't even realize existed it's kind of like the whole anime convention thing i didn't realize that existed until like five six years ago when i was like oh actually there's one on me step <laughs> people going to this oh obviously this is more popular but like yeah um april from april onwards last year i think kind of like once you start kind of talking to people and um, you start seeing how kind of like this whole manga tuber thing works it's kind of weird i mean i'll still upload a video and i'll still look at it and see, i'll be like oh that only got like 50 views and i was like i looked at some like a, a year before i was like that got like four views i was mm. just like yeah obviously people are here for the manga and stuff like that it's it's weird um i don't know if changing the name's done anything i just kind of was like i still want to cover merch but i was just like merch is kind of a vague term yeah right about a t-shirt or i could be talking i kind of was like, i was like i'm a bit of everything whereas now i was like talk about manga but manga also subverts into anime light novels figures what have you because yeah right uh, how, how do you feel like um because obviously now you've got more people that watch your, your, your videos whether it's i'm sure now you've got people that will watch your videos whether it's something that they're not interested because if that was the case you would have you would still have videos that would get four or five views and that's just not going to be the case anymore so when it comes to making videos are you keeping in mind those those people or are you may are you just not even thinking about it like what's that process like for you 
I mean, at the moment, uh, to be honest, since Christmas, I've kind of changed the way I'm kind of working with videos. I'm kind of putting out videos to kind of keep us going until I can get some big, because I've got some massive projects on the go at the moment. So I'm kind of like, but overall, I'm looking at stuff that personally I'm into. Um, I will try and get something out, maybe, for example, Interspecies Reviews as a title that's literally just came out, the anime. And I somehow I just managed to get that video out at the same time the anime got announced, and all of a sudden I just went, "Whoa!" I was just saying, "What's going on here?" But uh, I, I kind of realised if I'm talking about a light novel, people are gonna who are subscribed for the light novels are gonna look at that part of the channel. If I talk about Echi One, people are just gonna be looking at that. It's kind of like it's just keep maintaining a balance. Really, it's one of those weird things where you kind of like. I, I still don't see I, I still see I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but it's like somewhere I, I must know what I'm doing. Well, point. that's the thing because you're kind of you, you've hit a stride, but you're not sure what it is. So you don't know how to like keep Top the momentum right. going almost. Yeah. So that, that's got to be quite frustrating. Yeah, it's one of those weird things to like say I'll upload a video and just be like, oh, this is doing well. And then just like, oh, I'll get to 100 views and that'll be it. And I was like, oh. Fair enough, that's more than I expected. Because so. I think, especially with MangaTube, I feel that there are only like two ways to guarantee growth, which are one, the halls, or two, if you're doing the up-to-date episode or like chapter reviews. Yeah. Um, but unless you're, if you don't fancy those, it's a bit of a wild west because there's no kind of proven, this is the the view maker, this is what's going to get people through the door. So it's kind of, I still found, found like... Um, like halls and collections are great ways to get people through the door, yeah. but sometimes you've then you've got to figure out how to keep them keep them paddling in the pool exactly. a little bit. Um, but then when you cover quite a few different things, you're catering to more people. But then you can also isolate more people because they can go, "Oh, this week's video wasn't one of my wasn't my type of video." Exactly, yeah. So how do you kind of like do you is that something that you really care for, or like is it just something that you are thinking about? I mean, to be honest, for me, the way I kind of look at it is that this is a hobby. And I mean, if I could probably go the whole aggressive YouTuber massive thing and just cover weekly chapters of One Piece or My Hero Academia, um, which if that's what people want to do, that's fine. I mean, I used to do it two years ago. I used to do Dr. Stone weekly. And I kind of was just like, I just stopped enjoying reading stuff. So I was just like, eh, I'm not kind of like fussed about that. And I was just like, I kind of find that I find more value in someone who will turn around and say, oh, I enjoyed your review on, um, I can't remember, Boogie Pop Phantom, I think was one I covered a few weeks ago. And people just like, it was like, oh, nobody talks about Boogie Pop Phantom. And I was just like, oh, well, I'm talking about it. Enjoy it. <laughs> and so people seem to enjoy it more when you kind of just have this random video on something i mean it might not get the views but you might get a lot more dedicated people who right like... see i think see i think that that that's where your strengths are because i well i've already i've said this to you before you cover things that a lot of people don't because a lot of people they cover the same you know the same new types like the yeah. shonen type uh, you know the shonen jump stuff and um i think that well one if you cover a series that no one's covered then that gets an anime adaptation that's going to really really help as well you probably you probably had instances where that's happened where all of a sudden three months later you're like why is that now got 500 views or whatever um but then at the same time those people that because there's such few and far between when they find someone that's covering something that they've been looking for 
they're just like my guy you know that's probably yeah. and then I think that's probably where you get a more as you said more like focused I think the thing that we kind of like need to remember is that most series now have dedicated fans um their back camp is one that I've been getting a few bits of merchandise here and there and I've been posting them on reddit and they also just been going like exploding um the mom is one was one last year where I just I think I had volumes one and two up updated and reviewed because i was like oh this is going to be stupid i'll do this and it's like i'll make a video on how stupid it is and those were like really popular because like when the anime get got announced like people were like oh this is going to be stupid i look at a video and it's like oh actually this is actually worth reading and kind of like i, I feel like people don't really realize how popular certain series are until everyone kind of jumps out and just goes oh yeah, I actually I like this one yeah. because we you know everybody loves My Hero Academia. We know everyone loves Naruto and Attack on Titan and One Piece and all of them. And my mentality is that I could do a video on, say, Attack on Titan, and I kind of feel it's like I would just be a drop in the ocean because saturation, right? Yeah, everyone's talking about Attack on Titan, especially when they say it's getting weekly. Vid, uh, weekly video on month is weekly on month. I think it's, it's monthly. monthly. Yeah, it's getting monthly videos. So you'll type in Attack on Titan. You'll scroll past all of the anime stuff, all the weekly stuff, and then your videos probably sat there like a number five hundred or something like that. And say, like, well, no one's gonna kind of look into it. So I was kind of like, I look at the niche stuff. I was like, I look at the stuff that maybe not everyone's covered because it's like. Everyone seemed to love late back camp when it was uh, when the anime came out, but then it kind of like fears the way, but then it's still got these people who still love it. And it's like Silver Spoon, it's like that was the last anime of that was like five years ago, but like people still love it because it's just getting the releases over here. So it's kind of weird seeing that this whole dedicated fandom where it's kind of like people want more content, but the anime is not covering it, and all of the people mm. who cover it when it's popular they've kind of moved on to this month's kind of popularity thing, you know what I mean? So it's... But also, the thing is as well, is a lot of that stuff's evergreen. It's not going away. So, exactly. say three years' time, a season two gets announced of something or whatever mm-hmm. it is, people will go back. New people like me or whoever will come into manga or whatever. Exactly. They'll go back and discover it. So it's like, do, do you... Do you feel like if a video doesn't pop straight away, does it? Do you get? Do you even think about it, or do you see? Because I, I think I was a little while ago. You tweeted out about one of your videos that it got an anime adaptation, and then all of a sudden it just went straight up. Um, yeah, that, that can, was that can, uh, that can that was, happen. Often, yeah, so. that was um, interspecies reviewers. I think the anime has just started, and it's like I think there was a little bit of controversy around the series when it kind of came out because it was obviously an edgy one. It's about monster girls, prostitutes. So I was kind of like, uh, yeah, this is going to get some kind of controversy. And then I think it just kind of like went up and up and up. I think there was random sites linking to it because obviously there was this whole thing of like, oh, well, I'm offended by it. And there was this whole thing. I was like, oh, well, I want to defend it. And then I kind of like that one just like, I think that is kind of like third on YouTube and it's competing with the anime stuff. So I'm kind mm. of like, I'm quite chuffed with like how that's kind of like happened. But It'll happen every now and again. It's like when an anime gets announced, all eyes are kind of on that series and then it kind of drops off a little bit. Then the anime gets released and then it comes back up and it's... Yeah, because I think a lot of people think that like, 
after like say a couple of days they put a video out if it hasn't done well it's just gone forever like it's flushed down yeah. the toilet or something and it's not the case they can it can kind of come back um let's talk about the community for a minute so obviously um part of the community um especially as being a, a content creator as well how have you kind of felt um like how, what's your experience of the community been like since you you became more active um obviously you were active on youtube but obviously mm-hmm. now on twitter and stuff like that um and uh, i'm not sure if you are on other platforms as well but how have you kind of felt um your experience has been since kind of going into that community yeah i mean overall it's been pretty positive i mean we still seem to be getting little bits of drama here and there but it kind of like seems to be like pockets of drama where something will kind of flash up or someone will say something and then it kind of like it'll be the topic of the day and then kind of like overall i mean to be honest i've kind of like always felt that i kind of keep myself to myself um i've always felt like it's a bit of a playground like kids will argue then the next day they're arguing about something else or they're yeah. forgotten about it they're all playing the next day anyway um, exactly i mean i think there is a thing there might there might be one or two people who kind of like they'll jokingly say something and i think people because it's like it's online and people don't get that context where you're just like oh well this isn't very good people just like take it proper serious and then it's just like misgivings get done and stuff like that um but i mean i've kind of just stood on the side and just be like well i'm not really fussed i'm not really too old for this drama kind of thing i'll just talk about whatever i want to talk about and then if you don't like it tough <laughs> do you feel like it's um it's helped you in terms of like youtube and stuff like that yeah i mean i mean i've kind of like i said i've, I've always kind of felt that i kind of just stood on my own this is because obviously i've never really done like podcasts and stuff like that. i was always kind of like well i'll stay on my own i'll do dip in here and there and kind of do stuff but then it's kind of like because it's like sometimes like you said it can be a bit of a playground it's kind of like well i'm not going to be sitting there picking sides because at the end of the day that's just going to come back to you and bad ways down the line potentially but also i always find the community so small that nobody saw it anyway the only people that see it are like the same like five or six people that is in their interest most normal people they didn't even sit but talk about community let's go through some community what what we'll do is actually because i've just noticed that we've already gone well over an hour we'll do (laughs) some community questions i really really appreciate you coming this has been an absolute blast and i'd love to do this again sometime as well um so what we'll do is we'll go through some of these questions. I'll get it yeah. off of my phone because um, that looks super professional or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so this one is um, from Twitter. This is uh, uh, Shirachia6. I think I've said that wrong. I'm not sure. They said, um, should underrated or hidden gem anime slash manga stay hidden so not as to lose its quality of story or characters? What do you think? See, I'm kind of like... I don't understand why people wouldn't want a title to become popular. Agreed. Um, the reason why underrated manga kind of exists and people talk about it is because people want more eyes on that manga. I mean, I personally feel like Yotsuba is an underrated manga over here. I mean, it can be hitting dozens of seals, was getting all these awards in Japan, but over here it's underrated. But I'm kind of like, well, why would it change if it got popular? The only way I kind of would see if something got popular, it would change, is when you look at stuff like Kimetsu no Yaiba and My Hero Demi, where the kind of the online communities for them have kind of went massive. And you do get that toxic kind of smaller minority in it. But then I'm like, 
does that really have an effect on how the manga is done? Um, I mean, some of the longer running titles, for example, One Piece has done it. I think My Hate Academia does it. Some characters get insanely popular and they'll get a lot more focus on that the probably weren't originally. Um, I don't really know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because at the end of the day, some people really like them characters. If you don't like them, that's just kind of it. I mean, I'll, for me, My Academia, I'm, I, I always use it as a punching bag because I kind of feel it's one of those ones that everyone compares every other series to. But I mean, for me, I enjoyed it up to about volume 20 and I think I kind of got a little bit bored with it but I at the moment I kind of see it well oh well I don't like these characters I'm not really bothered about the focus on these characters but then I'm kind of like well these are characters everybody else likes so I'm like well it's not for my enjoyment it's for the overall enjoyment right the way the mangaka is going to do it is they're going to do for whatever's popular to keep the series going keep the momentum going they're not going to go and focus on things that nobody really cares about um so i mean the only I, way i can see it is with anime maybe like um an anime gets super popular and then a different studio takes over and things can change for example maybe yeah. i don't know but with manga i think if you don't want it this underground thing especially if you were to do that and then mind that it doesn't get physical releases or whatever like that it's just yeah. like they do it you never know more money more resources go into it i don't know like i just i've always had to think about these people that want to like keep things in their back pocket like they want especially like with bands and stuff like they want it to be everyone says oh i liked them back in the day american idiot green day was awful and it's like no it's just you just want to keep these little things in your back pocket that's at the end of the day if a series gets popular we'll just get more of that series really i mean some series are kind of weird because like the there might be monthly or something and you do see the burnout from the uh, the mangaka where they're just been releasing stuff for that long, or I mean, it's like oh, like, for example, Monster Muscle Me. People are just like, oh, I don't know why this has gone bad now that it's popular. I was like, well, no, it's actually it kind of dipped in quality because he'd been doing it for ten years or <laughs> five years or something, and he can't just keep doing the same thing. And he's kind of trying to branch out, but it's just not working. Or they're trying different things just to kind of keep the series going when really it might be time for them to see if it's time to end it but i'd say i don't think popularity affects the quality of a series um fandom can influence maybe yeah it might affect your the way you were looking at the series because i mean right i mean i'm not gonna lie i mean i'm not a huge fan of the my hero Demia fandom um overall to be honest it's a great fandom but there's always those little pockets which, to be fair, often come down to the younger generation, the very young generation, where they're kind of just experiencing it and they're kind of just enjoying it for the way. Well, this is their one piece, their Naruto right now. You know, exactly. they're so, so they're like super passionate about this thing that also I think now with the internet as well, like you wouldn't have had this when you first started really getting into one piece but now it's just like they want to see instant validation online so they'll see the new episode or read the new chapter then they want to go online and then they just like argue with people and stuff like that whereas back in the day you just you just read it um we've got another question here this is from uh hannah which the handle is uh uh nico robbins i think that's how you say i'm not sure uh what's your favorite anime and manga at this exact moment Manga, that's always going to be One Piece. To say, well, that, it's that juggernaut that's just been going on for like for ages, and I'm just like, One Piece will probably always be my top manga. 
Um, apart from that, I'm kind of like, because I'm kind of like dipping into other stuff, I mean, Konosuba, the light novel, I mean, obviously the way I look at it, it's like manga light novels are kind of the same. Um, Konosuba, Golden Kamui, I've just binged the 12 volumes I had of that, so that's like kind of up there. Um, Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone, like, apart from One Piece, is probably the thing I look forward to most on there, for sure, and Jump. Anime, it's kind of difficult because everything's just starting this season. Um, mm. I, I really like that one, the Misaki Yuasa one. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Uh, the one, whatever one he's just started. I, I enjoyed volume one, but Isekai Quartet season two started. And I was just like, yeah, that's probably my favorite this season. <laughs> but it's like one of those ones to say, it's kind of hard to see because it's like, if you're reading that many different things, I don't think I'd really stick to one favorite kind of thing. It's just kind of like, this is my favorite this week. <laughs> Right, yeah, well, especially once you get to a stage where you're reading it weekly like you are. Yeah. Um, for me, at the moment, I've just started reading Goodnight Pun Pun. I, I really like that. Um, I think we're at the end of that. My problem with Goodnight Pun Pun is there's no digital version. Oh, is there not? I didn't, no, I didn't I, know I, I, that. I've it digitally, yeah. Same with, um, I think, Monster, 20th Century Boys, and what's that one called? Um, Dorohororodero? Oh, Dorohororo, yeah. That's got an anime that's yeah, that song uh, as well. I think... Um, the thing, yeah, I mean, I was lucky with Pun Pun. I got it off a website that we've got over here called Snazzle, mm-hmm. uh, which they're like a, a wholesaler, and they did because uh, they're like, is it seven of them? It's like an omnibus thing. Um, all of them, I think, it was like fifty three pounds, including posters. Like, I'll go for it and try. It. And the artwork is next because it's not actually mm-hmm. like it's like he's taken photos, but then like drawn around it and then done art on top of it. It's, it's yeah. stunning in terms of anime. It's nothing from the current season. Um, cause I'm, I'm still just getting used to it. Like I'm, I've only started watching format Alchemist brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm watching that at the same time as code Gaius as well. And I really, really enjoy that. I do like that. Um, for me, when I first got back into anime years, a few years ago, like code Gias and Fullmetal alchemist, um, bleach. And I think, high school of the dead they were like all of the ones that i was kind of like getting into so it's like it's weird how these evergreen titles are just like every time someone gets into anime they always try and watch like full metal alchemist or Code Geass. it's like i enjoyed it. I, I like seeing it it's like it's weird they're like these <laughs> iconic legendary series even like stuff like i've got high school of the dead and and it's a shame that obviously it'll never see any more of it um but um and even though that's not typically highly rated on like my anime list or whatever, mm. but they're just like these like kind of cultural ones that yeah. people just come round to. Um, so we've got another question here, uh, which is from, let me get it out. Uh, this is from uh, MC McBee. And they said, what's your most anticipated release this year? Also with all this talk about best anime of the year, what's your personal pick? Best anime from last year was, I find it difficult because I, I think I genuinely only watched like five anime of the like the actual series. Um, I, to be honest, Isekai Quartet season one was just like it made us laugh and so much, and I happily buy the Blu-ray when it comes out. Manga release, I don't know. I'm kind of like I, I don't know why. I kind of feel like I've kind of got my head stuck in the clouds when it comes to upcoming manga releases. Uh, I'm definitely going to pick up uh, Spy Family when it comes out uh physically um and the, the other one is a uh, raw hero by the guy who did a uh, prison school um that's a uh, 
prison school meets superhero, so that's going to be stupid. <laughs> Over um, the top, but brilliant at the same time, I imagine. Um, the other one is uh, Ping Pong's finally getting a release, so I'll probably get around to picking that one up as well. Do you well. know what? I'm so gutted about that, because um, you know, Anime Limited did that sale. Yeah. They, had, they had the ping pong box set, Blu-ray, and I think it was like £10 or £9.99 for it. Mm. And it sold out instantly. And then the next day they said, oh, we've actually got some more in stock. We'll put them out literally by one minute past five. And it, actually, I don't even think it had gone, but I refreshed it. It was like trying to get Metallica tickets or something. They were just gone straight away. Because <laughs> the art style for it just looks so interesting, like <laughs> different than anything else. It's such a good series. I mean, to be honest, for me, anything Masaki Yuasa picks up turns to gold. I mean... I got ping pong a few years ago with um, the Tatami Galaxy, mm. and that is like Tatami Galaxy is like one of my top ten anime of all time, and, and I'm really hoping that because they did um, the Night is Short, More Own Girl, and Penguin Highway in novel form, I'm hoping they will do the novels of Tatami Galaxy. Um, but yeah, ping pong is, is such a good series. It's so underrated as well. It's like one of those ones that everyone seems to love where they pick it up but it's like not many people seem to talk about it yeah well i mean now that it's coming over like i think it sh- should get a little bit more yeah it's... popularity so we've got some kind of quick fire questions coming through <laughs> from discord as well um so this one is from zale or zed sale said will you read react to robin fanfic on youtube uh maybe i don't know it's like, I, I i don't like reading fanfics i don't know why i'd say i dabbled in that like when i was 18 20 like 10 12 years ago but it's i i genuinely don't enjoy reading them because my logic is that if i'm reading something i might as well read the stacks of manga i've got um i don't know I would consider it. Um, I don't really like a lot of the Robin ships as well, so it's like that's probably why. <laughs> All right, we've got um, this one is I've I never know how to say this, but I think it's uh, I just read it out. So it's five one local uh, on Discord says who is the man and what came first, the man or his manga? I came first. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy manga without manga without without being the man. <laughs> Okay, so we've got um, so Uchu Self uh, says he's got two things. One is more of a request, and the other one is a question. So we'll go with the request first. It says, "Can you go back to introducing your videos as hello? I'm that man, and this is my merch because this used to be the highlight of my day." <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "If you could be the main character in any Isekai series, which would it be, and why?" Any Isekai, um, I don't know because I. Isekai is a weird, like it's a weird wish fulfillment because it's like, oh, you you you're kind of useless, but you go into another world and kind of like be awesome. Um, I wouldn't pick Konosuba because everybody's useless. I wouldn't pick Tanya because I don't want to be in a war. Um, ReZero is kind of miserable; you keep dying over and over again. Overlord maybe because you'd be the final boss. No, I'd, actually, I'd be the vendor machine and the rare vendor machine Isekai because imagine life as a vending machine. um all right cool and we got the last one as well and this one is from the one and only base senpai so this one he says if you had to give up either merch or manga digital included which would you give up no loopholes like light novels either um i'd probably get rid of the merch because as much as i love it 
manga is kind of like you're always going to get new content with it um and without manga you're not going to get new merch i guess so if obviously you get rid of the manga you're not going to get into new things to justify buying and you think it's just going to be like oh there's a random anime girl i'll buy that (laughs) (laughs) i don't i never see the logic it's like when people buy um funko pops and they're just like I have every other fungal pop. I don't know what this series is, but I'll buy it anyway. Oh, I don't know why that kind of happens. Do you know, I've never bought them. I've got a couple because people have given me them before. But um, it's it's a crazy world. I mean, I remember I got given one. And it was... Um, you ever watched Lost before? Yeah. You remember Sawyer from Lost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, absolute, like, heartthrob. I love him. If, if, I, if, if, I could, if I could choose a man to marry, it'd probably be him. Um, <laughs> but I got a Funko Pop given to me of him, and I was like, I've had nowhere to put this. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to put it on eBay. And I listed it for, I think it was like six quid sold instantly. I was like, well, I sold that too cheap. Anyway, so um, I post it out, and um, like, I wrapped it and everything like that. It was really, really good. But um, obviously, Royal Mail probably just threw it in the back of a truck. Yeah. Um, a corner got a bit of a dink, and this woman, the the hell that I went through, she was all like, obviously doesn't give a shit about Funko Pops. This is basically unusable now. And I messaged her back. I was like, with all due respect, they're not technically usable anyway. Um, but I, I'm a, I, you know, I'm sorry that your box is you know been damaged on in transit. But she was like, oh, I might as well throw it out. And I just thought, so really, it's it's not actually about what's inside. Really, it's about this thing. Um. Yeah. As someone that collects them, and you clearly don't give a shit about the boxes, you just want to, to display them. How do you feel about people um, that kind I, of? I like... never. I I used to buy Funko Pop like every now and again, and I used to be like on because the per- like, To be honest, the person who sat next to me, he got proper into it. And he was doing like as a kind of a business. He was making like money, and I was just like, oh, well, I'll have a look into it and kind of see if it's worth kind of like venturing. And to be honest, I've always been like, well, it's a like retro gaming, the bubble will burst eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, it always does, yeah. But I've never seen like people so insane about boxes. Like when it comes to Funko Pops, it's like Funko Pops is like people are just like like I said, people will like import them and they'll get a slight ding and they'll they'll email um, Forbidden Planet or what, what was it, Pop in a Box or something, and they'll they'll proper go on a rant. And because they're kind of like they'll they'll just go okay, keep it and or destroy the box or something and we'll give you a refund and stuff like that. And I was just like, well, it, that's just weird. I, I, I never understood the, the I whole... I think that is more thing. compulsion because I think that people are collecting... They're sort of, I think they're the kind of people that will just buy... It's not like, okay, I'm only looking at Power Rangers pops or mm. whatever. I feel like they're just like, I need that kind of thing that you've seen back in people's videos where it's just like a mountain of them all stacked against the wall. Yeah. I feel like it's more like, I just need to collect all of this... See, we're kind of like buying manga, so I'm kind of like, I suppose that's their manga. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like we could put people could probably put the same logic into manga. I mean, to be honest, if I come out and I've got this or something, and I bought I bought it from Amazon, it's got a slight ding in the in the corner. I mean, to be honest, I take my light novels to work with it, so they get a bit scuffed up. Where I'm like, well, you know, it's like it's wear and tear. I'm not overly fussed, but then I see people like where it's like a tiny scuff and they're like, oh, it's ruined. I can't read it. And I'm just like, oh, oh, right. So I'd say, I mean, yeah, it does look a bit bad when it's on the shelf, but I'm over, overall kind of like, well, it, you know, the, the, the cheaply made, they're not like the, the, the artworks of art. And they're all, 
in their own re- like respect, but like they're also kind of like they've been kind of made in this massive print and press somewhere. They're not right. that, like that's the thing. If you spend a five or a ten or whatever it is that they cost, and then there's got a slight dink on the box where it's been kind of mass shipped out or whatever. It's not like if you've bought something that's like 40, 50 quid or whatever and you're expecting something in a nice condition. Like, I remember when those Akira box sets came out, loads of people had, like, problems with them. And they were like, what, £200 or something like that? Then you could be like, I paid for this box, man. <laughs> you know, like, I get it. But when it's something that's literally plastic round and paper around the other sides of it, yeah, um, I think it's just... I don't know, just... Um... Sweet. I mean, I, I mean, I had... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've had a few. I mean, I think I got... Um, it was one of the ones from Anime Limited, I think I got, and it was like the top of the box was kind of like a little bit destroyed. So I was like, uh, it was like 30 quid. I was like, I messaged them and they just said, send it back, we'll get a new one out for you and something like that. But it's like, I mean, sometimes I think what people don't realize is that there's a lot of printing errors and stuff like that. I think there was one Anime Limited one I think people were kicking off about because volume one and the art book you would fit in the box, but then volume two. A part two of the the series that went in the box was like slightly too big, so you couldn't get in the box. So people were uh, mental for it. And it was just like, oh, they were just like, oh, sorry about. It. We'll get new ones out. Or it's just like, well, like, I think it's a like, just one of this understanding kind of thing. I mean, I've seen people where, and I, I think I, I would annoy me too. Where it's like, I think it's the Dragon Ball um, box set, so the Dragon Ball Z box set, where it's got that whole picture on the spine, and then like one of them is just like, I think it's like volume. 13 or 14 like halfway through it the spine's just kind of like slightly off so it's like the right, yeah i think i've seen that it's yeah. like like that like a little uh, like little mountains like oh and people just see it but i, I know for fact that would drive me mental as well if i just yeah it, it's like, kind of like if you walked into a room and you saw like a tile in a ceiling that was bust you know yeah you're, the, the rest of them might be perfectly fine but you're gonna like you're gonna keep an eye on that one and notice it every I time i think it's the same kind of like ocd where you kind of just like i want everything perfect and everything in its way but I think for me, like for when it comes to like stuff like that, I think I've kind of just went, oh, well, you know, it's like that's the if I get it chipped out, that's the risk I take. At the end of the day, if I wanted absolutely perfect, I could go wait for it to come into the shops, mm-hmm. right? Pick up five of them, check over to see the perfect. What I mean to be honest, I used to do it with um, Doctor Who figures. Used to have like these scarecrows or something or whatever it was like on the shelf you used to have like 10 on the shelf you used to pick them up and it was like you'd get the one of the best paint job and buy that one and put them all the best <laughs> on and just like because at the end of the day you had that choice but it's yeah like, if you're in a shop I, I i think you've got to really it's the same exactly. if you go into like a forbidden planet and you see there's like a load of volumes of the same one you like start picking them up and that lot but what i think we've we've gone i've, I've had taken up your time loads so i really really appreciate you coming on man so what have you got coming up for this year have you got like any kind of plans or goals or anything that you were like kind of like you're hoping to to do so i'm hoping to get to that 1k which at this point you definitely I, you definitely I mean, I think, I think like, as of checking before i think i was on like 897 so 900 <laughs> probably coming in a few days um apart from that i'm looking to really double down on looking at the history of manga um I've got an upcoming video, the history of the complete history of prison school, um, the complete history of Yosuba, and the complete history of High School of the Dead are all kind of in the works, and the rise and fall of Bleach because oh, I'm looking that, forward to the war zone in that comment section. People yeah. seem to reckon Bleach is coming back when it's. I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I want to kind of go off this whole 
I want to do reviews, but I also want to have this whole kind of fact kind of thing, right. of this kind of niche where people are saying, well, people, if you want to have this little documentary on um, certain manga, go have a look at that. So that's kind of the stuff I'm aiming for this year. Apart from that, I'm just kind of hoping to catch up on everything and enjoy everything I'm reading, really. <laughs> Uh, it sounds awesome. So everyone, if you are still, you you have still made it to this point, you're still awake. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Make sure that you go subscribe. That the 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 link to to um that man and his manga is, is going to be in the link uh in the description below. So make sure you do that. We've got to get this man to a thousand because I, I, I think you, it's a criminal. I mean, <laughs> What's that? I need that YouTube money. <laughs> well, so I I mean, to be fair, I think it's a crime that you know. I think you're one of the nicest people in this community as well. Um, make sure you go over to social media and follow um, follow both of us if you don't as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for watching. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and uh, yeah, until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Peace.